Welcome to Recently Logged, where today is the only day you can look directly into the sun. But uh, don't actually look at the sun, uh, especially if you're driving. (laughs) We do not endorse staring at the largest star in our solar system. It's uh, it's very bad. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes. I don't know. They they endorse it in Luca. So maybe it's good if it's good enough. If it's good enough for Luca, it's good enough. If you really want to, just don't stare at it. Like even in Luca, he like looks at it for point two seconds and then is like, ah, my retina, <laughs> my retina, <laughs> because uh, staring at the sun can cause permanent eye damage. Well, so don't do it, Micah. This this week on recently logged, we're covering a movie that was made for the kids who stare at the sun. It's true. It was made directly for those kids. For, for the one kid on the playground who wouldn't stop looking at the sun. Exactly. <laughs> and now they need insane LASIK surgery. <laughs> So yeah, today we're talking about sunshine. Sunshine. Lollipops and rainbows. <laughs> not not that sunshine. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> just just for the record. I'm gonna go on record saying that. The uh the this is this is the the rated R sunshine. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't there like a nineties sunshine too? I don't, I don't know. Like ninety nine I mean, or sure something. There are other movies called Sunshine. I think that was the only other movie I found that was called 1999 Sunshine. Nineteen ninety nine Sunshine. In a time of revolution, in a family torn by tradition, one man is consumed by love. Nice. You are my sunshine. My only sunshine. Yeah, that's not the one we're talking about. That has Voldemort in it, though. Whoa, nice. We're talking about the Danny Boyle, Alex Garland, 2007 sunshine, baby. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, you, I mean, we'll, we'll show you that it's good. <laughs> All right. Do we want to get into the uh, the the facts of life? Uh, no, I want to get into the facts of this movie. <laughs> Not the facts of life, Micah. It's too depressing. <laughs> All right. Sunshine is a 2007 rated R one hour, 47 minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> the, uh, the little IMDb description is a team of international astronauts are sent on a dangerous mission to reunite the dying sun with a nuclear fission bomb in 2057. I didn't even realize that it was an international crew. <laughs> I guess it <laughs> Wait, makes sense. What? I, I, like, it didn't even occur to I me, mean, like, the, where in, they were from on Earth. In the pictures of the crew, they're holding their Yeah, flags. yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't occur to me, Micah. I'm not very, <laughs> I'm not very observant, apparently. The, the cast consists of Killian Murphy, Heck Rose yeah. Byrne, Heck Chris yeah. Evans, yeah. Cliff Curtis. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, I think is how you say it. Heck yeah. Uh, Hiroyuki San, wait, Sanada. But his name's Ooh. Kanata in the movie. That's weird. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Benedict Wong. Uh, Heck yeah. Troy. Garty? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and Mark Strong. Ooh. <laughs> Mark Strong. <laughs> and Mark Strong. <laughs> it's directed by Danny Boyle. Heck yeah. And uh, written by Alex Garland. Well, I guess it's fitting, Micah, because that sun sure is uh, boilingly hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't think of a Garland pun, but, you know, I'm sure there's there's something there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember where they moved awards to. I was going to see if it was oh, the awards. Oh, um, <laughs> new IMDb land. The new I, oh, oh, you found go. it? Okay. Oh, it was just, uh, it was just a Saturn award. Oh, oh wait, no, that's not many. 
It won a British Independent Film Award for Best Technical Achievement. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Good job, Sunshine. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense with the other movies that came out in 2007 that Sunshine was not uh, up there. Cause... I mean, and Micah, remember back in 2007, this it, its critical reception, and even now still, is pretty mid like most people think it's pretty bad <laughs> yeah but <laughs> to but, an extent. Uh, but also for for our listeners out there let me let me tell you some of the 2007 movies <laughs> we got ratatouille no country for old men zodiac there will be blood super bad juno hot fuzz uh the darjing limited uh death proof spider-man 3 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Simpsons movie. The Simpsons. This is by popularity on High School Musical Two, baby. Not by uh, rating. Yo, one of my friends the other day said that High School Musical Two was literally the worst one. Uh, And I'm like, the wrong, the wrong take. (laughs) It's literally the best one, and I will hear literally no difference. I almost, I almost unfollowed them, Micah. I was this close. You should have. I was like, dude, High School Musical Two is easily the best of the trilogy. Dude, Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> came out in the 2007. OG one. The original live action. Nice. <laughs> hey, surf's up too. That's National Treasure Book of Secrets came okay, out. Okay, we, we need to move on. No one cares about this. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's get into what we actually thought of Sunshine. Here we go. So, Rabbi, what are your opening thoughts on Sunshine? Uh, well. If I had to open my thoughts on Sunshine, <laughs> I'd probably open them with saying that I really adore Sunshine. Uh, I watched it, we watched it for the first time uh, roughly a little over a week ago, I think. Yeah, it was, it was, I think it wasn't it right before we left? Yeah, right before we time. left for, uh, you know, out of town the second time. Uh, <laughs> we've been out of town a lot recently. Um, the 24th. 24th, okay. Um, yeah, we watched it for the first time then. I absolutely adored it. Um, I think it was a brilliantly written, well-directed, very well-acted, and very uh, expertly crafted movie, Um, and I I loved it. (laughs) I I said in my review the first time that it felt like it was made for me, and I'll I'll stand by that. And then he dropped his rating. Okay, okay. (laughs) And then we watched it a second time, and... um, some of the problems that I have with the third act, which that's the main point people criticize in this movie, because mo- it's pretty universally agreed upon that the first two acts of this movie are, like, insanely good. They do an excellent job of constantly keeping you invested by somehow one-upping the stakes every, like, ten minutes or so. You're like, how could it get any worse and then it gets worse? <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, it, it gets it usually gets panned right around the third act, but I actually think it works pretty well thematically with the rest of the movie and is a pretty natural conclusion for the first two um which is kind of a unpopular opinion micah but it's actually unpopular it's um yeah i don't know i i I adore this movie i'll probably i'll watch it to the end of my days you know (laughs) killian murphy is a is is a hero killian murphy is a hero he's my hero (laughs) he's somehow hotter than the sun in this movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just go on record to say that <laughs> isn't he always <laughs> <laughs> wow um but yeah that's that's basically what i think about sunshine i just really love it yeah uh what what do you think about Sunshine? Right, um, were you waiting for me to ask I, that? I was actually okay um 
Oh, man, I still don't under I don't understand people with this movie. Like every review that I've seen for this movie that doesn't like this movie is like that darn third that act. That darn third it, act. It I, sure is different. Sure and I'm like, what? it's so dissonant from the first. I, I disagree so much with that. I uh, first watch. I really loved this movie. It looks freaking beautiful. Uh, the score is really good. The, the acting is outstanding. Great. I think it's honestly the the best Chris Evans performance I've ever seen. Um, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like, the cast is stacked. It really and, is. Um, it's, it's honestly one of my favorite sci-fi films now. Yep. Um, and as for that third act, I thought it was so, like, well-transitioned thematically from the very first shot to the time that they get to murder sunshine man uh i thought it i thought it transitioned so well the only problem i have with the third act and really one of the only problems i have with the whole movie is that the pacing is a bit weird in the third act it is a bit weird and that is true i don't i don't think it's thematically incoherent i don't think it's like stylistically incoherent no I don't think any of the, like, I think I, it's an i think i would describe it more as an elevation of the first two acts like it, yeah. it gets more manic it gets a lot more uh, it gets a lot deeper but and it's pro- but it's themes. progressively yeah. been doing that yeah from exactly the very beginning. yeah exactly i don't know it's very weird that that so many people are like oh the third act like every <laughs> review you go to it really bothers <laughs> i me. was so surprised i don't too, understand i like i i didn't know anything about this movie the first time we watched it and i was like yo this is actually like amazing what and then we got to the third act i'm like okay that was a little like Obviously, it was a little shakier. It was the, obviously, like in my opinion, the shakiest part of the screenplay, um, and one of the like more poorly paced sections of the movie. But I really loved it still. And then I flipped over to Letterboxd and started looking at some of the reviews. I'm like, wait, people don't like this, really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, very good. Yes, I really, really love it visually. I really, really love the editing and the direction and the writing and the cast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I guess we'll we'll move on to the uh, the meat of the podcast, the Micah. Now that we've gotten our initial now thoughts out of the way. The meat. <laughs> no, we're not going to Arby's. <laughs> I'm going to make that joke every time since you switched uh, it to calling it the meat, Rabbi. Well, it's much better than like main discussion or whatever I used to have it as. <laughs> <laughs> so, Micah. Oh, it's start. You have zoomed so far out. Oh, my God. I didn't God. think we were going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, Micah. Uh, what did. What did. What a. Um, <laughs> what? Wow. That was, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, do you have a question that you want to ask? <laughs> I have. I, I do, actually. What is, okay. your, what is your favorite scene or sequence? And I actually have an answer to this one. Oh, okay. Um,. What is my favorite scene or sequence? I like a lot of scenes in this movie, but I would probably go with... Uh, I was going to say the final scene, because it is really great. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the final scene. Why not? <laughs> my favorite scene is actually... Transcendent. My, <laughs> my favorite scene is actually uh, the pinbacker introduction scene. Ooh, I really, really like that scene. That is a really great <laughs> and scene. And like, actually. I don't know, everything about the way they do Pinbacker's character in this movie, I really like. Yeah, me like, too. I don't understand why people are like he's out of place. 
um, <laughs> what is what is Freddy Cougar man doing in this movie? <laughs> but no, like I really, really love that scene that he's introduced in. It's my favorite visual scene in the movie, and uh, I think the dialogue is really well written, and it really gets you into the characters and everything. Outside of that, like anything with Mason, <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's just such a fun character. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take that. I don't know. I just really love the ending. <laughs> no, the ending is great. Don't get me wrong. I love I love that final like bit there. Oh, to see this in a theater. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. We need we need to get a theater. This needs to happen. A theater. The recently where, logged the no, no, picture where people, box. Where like... people collectively vote on like an old movie to watch. Just any kind of movie. Do you realize the legal loopholes they'd have to... The, the legal uh, gymnastics that they would have to do to play just a movie? I don't care. <laughs> I want to I wanna watch movies that I didn't get to watch in theater. I know, right? Imagine seeing La La Land in a theater. That would have rocked. What's so frustrating about that is because I literally could have gotten seen in a theater. Uh, I watched it for the first time on my phone in a bed at no, midnight. Like a, no, Micah, <laughs> no. Well, anyway, um, Sunshine. Yeah, do you have a question, Ruby? Since um, that was my question. What do you think of how uh, Sunshine deals with a lot of the what's the point of uh, going on with humanity if we're about to die, you know? Like, because that's kind of the central kernel of this movie that all the characters stem from is their different viewpoints on that. So how do you think it's handled in this? And that's the whole pinbacker thing, too. Yeah. Is just consumed by nihilism, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's It's very interesting, but I really like how they kind of break it down. Like you said, almost every crew member mm-hmm. has a different view on it. And exactly. I think that was a really smart decision to where, like, your your crew members are always at odds at what what counts as saving humanity exactly yeah um i just thought it was interesting to note because the one essay i uh, read uh, this is like the most prepared i've ever been for recently locked up. Uh, this one essay i read <laughs> um but a uh the guy, a guy on letterbox called uh, screening notes wrote a wonderful little essay about why the third act of this does work thematically um in his opinion anyway um and it's all about how pinbacker is essentially the uh, theistic wait what is it i don't think that's the word but whatever like his viewpoint is essentially the opposite of the main character yeah and that's what makes the entire third act feel coherent to me anyway yeah and i mean as you go through each character to even more of an extent of that each character that kind of dies off throughout the movie all have their collective views about it and it kind of gets more and more to the kind of antithesis of pinbacker's views exactly. as more and more crew members die off exactly um which is i i think part of the reason why the characters the character work in this is so interesting to me because i saw um one of my one of the people i follow on letterboxd uh taylor j williams you probably heard of him said that (laughs) the worst aspect of this movie was its character writing and i just don't agree with that yeah (laughs) really that kind of that kind of is actually very interesting because i thought all the characters were really well put together exactly I don't know. I I just I just thought it was interesting to bring up because it's one of my it's one of my favorite yeah, I mean, aspects. I of mean, the movie. yeah, that's that's the tie throughout the movie thematically that makes it a thing. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, that's why your sunshine obsessed <laughs> characters die off first. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of interesting how understated because you get a lot about like Cyril being obsessed with the sun, mm-hmm. but like you get a like your introduction to the captain is him like basking way brighter for longer than <laughs> it looked like Cyril ever was. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I always I thought that was strange the first time I watched it. I was like, huh. That's weird, right? And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's the difference in views, and and I think it really builds up nice killing killing off the two kind of sunshine god believers. Yeah. First. Um, yeah. No. It's it's interesting. And kind of building back up to having a sunshine <laughs> god believer be the main and like the the big final thing. I think was a really smart decision, but. Yeah, I, and I, I think I think, and I think the pinbacker thing works really well too. Because like, imagine failing the Icarus mission. <laughs> what would that drive you to? And it's literally the nihilism that you see. Not only failing the Icarus mission, but then soaking in like direct exactly. Sun for yeah, six I was about years. to say. Uh, <laughs> I think I would kind of go off the rails too. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just I just wanted to bring that up because it's uh, it's an aspect of the movie I really admire and yeah. how it's handled. No, I really I really like like I really like how that's done. Um what do you think of the overall pacing of the movie? Like how it paces out, how things get worse and how it just paces out the scenes in the movie um, in general. You know, oddly enough on the second time around, I almost thought it was going too fast at points. Like I almost wanted it to be to like slow down and be a little more meditative, but I don't know if that's just my personal preference. No, I could or... I could totally see that. Yeah. Because see a lot of a lot of the things that I have a problem with pacing is in theory they have a really <laughs> like contemplative story here. And I just wanted more like sun meditation scenes. <laughs> Micah, Micah just wants them to sit around staring at the sun a little more. <laughs> I do. And like that that comes down to what I was saying about the pacing in the third act being my least favorite. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned this even while we were watching it. Yeah. Uh, when Pinbacker is going around stabby stabbing people, it just kind of seems like the characters aren't really getting much finish. Yeah, they're not getting and resolved. I, I think really. it really only feels that way especially for oxygen lady yeah oh yeah definitely Um, because like she literally she's like oh look a plant and then dies her her one defining trait (laughs) let me let me save the plants and then then she dies and there's like nothing there to her character Mm -hmm. i feel like there was no character arc for her character in general there was nothing that she Um, i would i would honestly cite her as the like the, the most nothing character in this movie yeah, she doesn't whereas really... almost every other yeah. character grows throughout the movie. Exactly. She's just like, my plan. I was about to say, <laughs> the other characters like get their viewpoints challenged, they they in, are involved in the plot. Really, all, all the plant <laughs> lady plan. does is just like, we need oxygen. Everyone's like, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do need and oxygen. Then, and then she can't get oxygen. And that's, <laughs> that's her character. Yeah, and then she just kind of dies. See, whereas yeah. I, really, I really like... Uh, Chris Evans death scene um, oh my gosh and like that Good whole stuff. thing because Mace I think is one of the best written characters in the movie I was so glad that the like jerk character wasn't just being a jerk to be a jerk right you know? like I think I always I, I mean it's not the first movie that's done no, this by any nowhere means near but I always love when they do it especially in a setting like this mm-hmm. 
where it is very life or death having a character who's kind of a big jerk, <laughs> but also right the entire time. Exactly, yeah. It's like he's being a jerk, but at least he's justified in being a jerk. <laughs> he, like, the, the whole thing is, if they would have... I mean, it's it's not 100% obviously, because, mm. again, they don't know if yeah. the, the bomb would have gone off just <laughs> due to whatever crazy circumstances. But technically speaking, <laughs> he, if he was, if they would have listened to him, the entire they crew might have might have made it there and back. And back, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not, you're not, like, upset with this movie, because it, it kind of seems like a plot point where you'd be like, dude, if they literally just would have just continued with the mission, it would have yeah. gone perfectly fine. I don't know, but I think it's the, I think something like that would bother me, but the thematic cohesion of the movie is what kind of brings it together. Yo, no, I, I was about to say the questions that it offers up and, like, the ideas that it offers up in the first act really do lead to, like, diverting the mission. Yeah, with with Cyril, Mace, and I don't remember Killian Murphy's character. Kappa. <laughs> Kappa, Kappa, yes. Those three characters, <laughs> um, like... I love their stuff in the beginning because they're almost always opposing each other's ideas. Mm -hmm. And, like, that big major decision of do we go away <laughs> and go try and see what the Icarus One is up to. <laughs> like, I love that scene where they're all, like, talking about it and everything and arguing over it. Like, it, yeah. it's, no, it's, it's, what, it's what makes me like that plot point of going to the Icarus One. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's brilliant. Whereas they really could have just carried on with the mission. It'd been probably It'd fine. Been probably fine, exactly. <laughs> there probably wouldn't have been anything big happening. I mean what what could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Bro, the <laughs> <laughs> this whole movie it's just like let's drop a bomb in the sun what could go wrong <laughs> I, okay what do you think of the argument of like specifically i mean i've heard a couple people say it but specifically of our mom <laughs> that like the third act feels so scientifically out of whack from the rest of the movie really that's that's what she said that was one of um, her biggest complaints was that it makes scientifically no sense scientifically uh, that, like, Pinbacker could be sitting in the sun for six years, or that Killian Murphy doesn't burn up in the final scene. But I feel like that mm. kind of destroys the entire point of the final scene. I mean, like, but it's a sci-fi movie. Nothing is... The science of the sunscreen thing, like, the dimmer isn't... Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's purely theoretical, so we don't know how it would affect time. someone. It, like, what if he was standing at the back of the room or something for six years? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying, too, is, like, at the end of the day, this is a sci-fi, and you're jumping off at a base point of technology that we are nowhere, nowhere. even near having. I was we about can't to even say. get things close. <laughs> I don't even think we can get things to Mercury at all. Oh, not even, not even close, dude. We don't have we don't have metals <laughs> that can survive that heat. Are like, you kidding me? <laughs> we cannot get things close to the sun. They fly into the sun on their ship. <laughs> they literally fly into the sun and are not immediately incinerated. <laughs> so, like, I. I feel like that's an interesting jumping off point but i feel like for the for the argument of like pinbacker and the final scene mm. i feel like is the is the kind of thing that that makes me wish the movie would have slowed down some because i do oh, think I the wish, movie yeah. kind of recognizes the sun as a god in the movie well that's why mike that's why i lowered it a half star the second time i'm like you know there really is a potential here for it to be like something much better 
but we still got something that was really, really great. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, at the end of the movie, essentially, Killian Murphy is confronting the most powerful thing in the known <laughs> galaxy. Exactly. <laughs> and he's he's staring at it in awe and wonder. I was about to say, when Tarantino talked about this movie, yes, I listened, I listened to his <laughs> comment that he did about this. He was very upset with the third act. Um, he was like, I'm honestly surprised that there aren't more sci-fi films centered around the sun. It's like the most powerful thing in our known galaxy, and like no, no, no one's making movies about Dang. it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was. But yeah, just side note. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like maybe if they would have slowed down with it, maybe people wouldn't have had as many problems. But like, I really don't get not understanding like the thematic reasonings for them to not, you know, immediately get toaster strudled. I was about to say, imagine how <laughs> underwhelming of an ending it would be for just everyone to just, like... <laughs> like Killian Murphy sets off the bob, he looks at the little <laughs> sparky sparks, and then he's just... <laughs> gone, bro. <laughs> Wasted. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get that, but, um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just... See, that's, that's a fundamental, like, I don't appreciate critiquing stuff based off of oh it's not scientifically accurate unless the movie has explicitly set up that that could not happen in the universe it should be allowed to yeah unless your universe is like hey this can't happen because of these reasons because for reasons and then it's just like nah <laughs> now nah, we'll do it anyway that that upsets me like when it breaks its own internal logic a lot and doesn't just like yeah i don't know it's it's a it's a weird line to cross like a uh, weird line to walk I should say not cross yeah especially in the realm of sci-fi because there are a oh, lot yeah. of people who get like really upset with like Marvel <laughs> and Star Wars and various things like this just for doing stuff that technically isn't breaking in universe logic and I'm like <laughs> bro who what is, cares what does this mean who what <laughs> who is this for who who benefits from this uh. Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, just a general movie philosophy I have when it comes to critiquing movies, which is not my forte in any way. Um, I just think that as long as the movie isn't grossly breaking a previously established thing that it established and not like just science in our world has established, yeah, exactly. I'm honestly fine with whatever. Because <laughs> like... Like, exactly, from point A, this movie could not happen today, <laughs> exactly. and we have no idea how it could ever happen, ever, ever. Because <laughs> the sun's so freaking hot, bro. <laughs> and, like, the sun is dying in their universe. Yeah, really. And they still, like, would get toaster strudled <laughs> if it wasn't for, like, advanced sci-fi technology that doesn't make sense in our current world. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's an interesting critique of movies in general. I, I'm just not a fan of it. It's a it, You can explore it, sure, if it's interesting to you, if you like science and stuff like that, and you want an avenue to explore it through, go for it. But I just think yeah, it's I don't a, know, poor, like, a poor criticism of actual like filmmaking and stuff yeah. and screenwriting. I don't know, like, I really like science, but watching the Mythbusters of why they couldn't actually swing across the thing in Star Wars isn't going to make me, like, like dislike Star Wars anymore. <laughs> completely, completely improbable. Bad movie, zero of ten. <laughs> this would never happen. 
Like, there's a difference between <laughs> plot armor and something just happening in a movie because that's how it was written. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird criticism, especially of sci-fi films, which are so inherently like it's literally science fiction, like yeah. science, but with fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you have a Do you have another question though? Um, no, <laughs> but oh, I might boy. be able to think of one. <laughs> Oh boy, this is this is this is my co-host, guys. Uh, I have to come up with like ninety percent of the questions question, on the show. Question: Doesn't this have two Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon cast members in it? Uh, I know it at least has one. I don't remember. It's... I don't think. I know the. I don't. Benedict Wong's not in Crouching Tiger, no, Hidden Dragon, no. but I don't think. Um, the captain was he? Am I thinking of the wrong guy here? I was about to say he was in the last samurai, which that, I had just seen before. Yeah, this. yeah, that's probably why. I was like, he looked so familiar, though. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's a, probably he's in the last samurai. He's in Endgame. He's the one guy that like. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye yeah. kills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say, why do I recognize him? Why do I? But that's he's in Speed Racer. Why. That's why. That's probably why. I was like, I, I remember his face, though. Why? <laughs> okay, well, never mind. Go then. watch Crouching Tiger, Yeah, Hidden go Dragon watch Crouching well. Tiger, Hidden Dragon if you're old enough to watch Crouching Fan- Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Fantastic movie. It is a fantastic movie. We should do it on the podcast sometime. We should do it on the podcast sometime. That's a very good thing. But we ha- <laughs> there was no question. Okay, right. well, I asked, I asked a question about the cast. It wasn't a question for discussion. It was a question for my own curiosity. Um... I, I don't know. What what do you think of the, the Icarus ship? What do you think of it? <laughs> do you like it? I think it's a I think it's a pretty cool ship design. Mm-hmm. I like how much stakes are put into the shield itself. Like the sun shield is the only thing keeping them alive and I like that they play around with stakes of the sun shield like you know wasn't adjusted correctly so now they're about to die i was about to say um the reason i brought up the icarus is because it does such a good job in its design in immediately establishing what like what would kill it you know yeah <laughs> like I... and, and it immediately uh, the movie immediately sets up how like overpowering the sun is yeah, and then immediately shows the Icarus and it like you it, well, it visually the, conveys the everything opening, that you need to know to set up the stakes of the movie. Yeah, the opening shots are some of my favorite <laughs> in this movie. You start on what looks like the sun but it turns out to be the Icarus mm-hmm. reflecting the sun just yep. that bright. Exactly. And then uh, you cut to uh Sarah staring at the sun and it's it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I was just I was just admiring how well this movie sets up its stakes. Like, yeah, and so and I feel like that that scene with Sarah staring at the sun right after those two shots perfectly sets up the start of the themes that lead mm-hmm. to Pinbacker. But I I don't know. <laughs> it's it's I, I genuinely don't get why people don't like this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I don't understand this film. <laughs> I am. I'm ignorant. I just like get like shiny movie, <laughs> movie gober, movie Micah gober, son, movie gober. <laughs> is, that, is that what you just said? I don't know if you if you like lens flare everything and put distortion on stuff with the sun and silhouettes. You could, I'm gonna give it five star. <laughs> five star time. What if J? Okay, imagine if JJ Abrams it had directed. Be, it this. would be trash. I don't care. <laughs> you think it would be really this is, bad? This is from hit director of Slumdog Millionaire. So. Didn't he do Train Spotting too? Uh yeah. Yeah. And yesterday. <laughs> Oof. Yikes. 
well uh it's <laughs> but it is written by uh by the man the myth the legend who wrote ex machina and annihilation which i very want to see i very much want to see both of those yeah i think it's i think it's interesting um i know some people who kind of said this like I, i've heard some people talk about this as kind of a humanity sci-fi trilogy if mm-hmm. you throw those three movies together though um i think didn't alex garland direct ex machina and yes he directed annihilation both of those as well yes. Yeah, Sunshine. He did not, but he did that before. He before, started yeah, I was about to say before he was directing stuff. So, I don't know. I think I think it would make a cool trilogy. I haven't seen the other two, but yeah. from what I have seen of Ex Machina and Annihilation, it would it looks like it would make a cool trilogy. Yeah, talking about humanity. Humanity. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what sci-fi was made for. Yeah, it really. Is. <laughs> and and that's another reason I really like this movie is it's very very much a sci-fi sci-fi like a true blue sci-fi. <laughs> I I didn't like Interstellar because it's scientifically <laughs> improbable. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't he just get ripped apart when he goes in the black hole? <laughs> There's actually no good reason. <laughs> plot armor guys plot armor <laughs> come on guys christopher nolan's pulling the wool over your eyes yet again. <laughs> yeah i don't know um i was trying to think of another good question during all of this um i don't know we've really we've really covered all of the like a lot of the main talking points i wanted to hit but it's it's like we always say when we do like a really what we consider to be a really good movie on the podcast it's just kind of bring up something it's really good (laughs) yeah move on (laughs) i mean this one this one kind of has a little bit more discussion room just because this is a more disliked movie yeah which is kind of it kind of blows my mind (laughs) like i guess i get people maybe finding it like I don't know. Like it, it does teeter on the edge of just not taking its time enough to mm-hmm. be really bad. Like <laughs> like I think it probably should have been like an over 2 hour movie. Oh yeah, I forgot um, this is under 2 hours. That's weird. And yet it's cutting itself <laughs> down to an over hour and 47. Yeah. Um I want like I, I wonder if there's like a director's cut out there somewhere. I'll watch that. Micah wants the the boil cut. The boil sunshine. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Maybe this was his cut. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, But like I don't know. I like like I said, it's it's just teetering on the edge of not taking enough time with its themes to just be whack stuff happening. Yeah. But I think it does take just enough time to really capture everything that I think it needs at a base level for the yeah. story to work. Yeah. I do agree with Robbie that I do think it could be a little bit better, but I just really love it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's why I gave it five on an initial watch. I was like, oh man, I adore this. And then the problem stood out to me a little more on the second watch. I'm like, you know what? I, I can admit that it has some problems. I'm going to lower it to a nine, but I still adore it. Uh, I do actually have one more question that I thought of. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think of the deaths of Harvey and Trey's characters? Like the kind of midsection Sarah, Harvey, Trey. <laughs> I was like, Harvey. Who's <laughs> Harvey. Harvey. Has anybody here seen Harvey? Do <laughs> <laughs> you know Harvey? <laughs> wow. Um... I don't remember who Trey is, though. Trey is, uh... Is he the captain? No, he's the guy who messed up the shields. Oh, oh, Benedict Trey, Wong. okay. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I... <laughs> I have the worst time remembering characters' names. Okay, we got Harvey. Harvey the... is weird communications man. <laughs> Comms officer. I don't know why he was second in command. Benedict Wong. 
Trey, yes. Okay, what do I think of their deaths? I really like Harvey's death, personally. Yeah. But that's just me. I I, I, I just think it's interesting because of the way his character kind of breaks down. I yeah. just don't understand why he was second in command. <laughs> yeah, no, it really doesn't make much sense. But then again, they're... Uh, psych officer wasn't exactly yeah that's the doing thing. the that's the thing the, and that's the thing i think this movie could have done with more time it could have shown their crew kind of breaking down because their crew really does kind of break down mentally it's just kind of not as focused on yeah like i mean like like i said their psych officer spent 90 percent of his time <laughs> staring at the sun bright enough that it burnt his skin off yeah as for trey i do wish they would have like i said i just wish it would have taken its time a little more and just i don't know giving trey more time to actually like be a person (laughs) yeah i think i think trey's death as like as done for shock factor some i feel ish as it's done yeah um i feel like it could have been a big thematic thing and they almost get it (laughs) <laughs> in a in a in a good thematic way. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like like you said, they they very they spend very little time on him. Mm-hmm. He's there in the background. Yeah, he makes his mistake. He gets put under and then That's it. Yeah. That, yeah, that's pretty much it for him. Which made me kinda sad because I do like Benedict Wong. Yeah, I was about to say I really like him. I don't I don't know. Um But I do think it's a good I think I think his death is probably the best instance of setting something up for Mace and Kappa to truly be opposed on. Yeah. Like no, it's I... the big the big build up of Mace being like this is all on you for sending us away. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say no, it's a, it's a good it's a bl- it's a good plot catalyst, but I'm not sure it works as well with his character. Like he's he like I said I, I do agree that there are a lot of problems with the character work, but I just wish it would have dedicated more time to some of the more yeah, minor ones. I think I think really because the honestly, main trio the main trio are great. Honestly, like, the biggest thing you could have done to to fix ninety percent of the problems <laughs> people have with this movie is just make it longer. <laughs> <laughs> just just longer, Micah. Is that all you want? Well, have them extend the credits. <laughs> obviously, you need to you need to write that better. But like, it needs to take more time with so much stuff to really be like the best of the exactly, best. Exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to dig in a little bit deeper on a lot of the stuff that it presents, which I think the stuff that it presents is good. I just wish it would have gone a little deeper, which is why I, I lowered my rating a little bit. But but sunshine silhouette, pretty shots. The pretty shots. My... <laughs> pretty shots. I can put four <laughs> screenshots of it up on Twitter, and it looks like a masterpiece. <laughs> That's all you have to do. That's the only qualification for a good movie. If you can take four good-looking screenshots from the movie, out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know. I know. My five star is a bit generous it to is. this because it is. it is probably a four and a half star movie realistically to me because there there are problems in it but i think there are problems in almost every movie there's only like one movie i can think of where it really really <laughs> really is hard to think of any problems for. i was about to say even <laughs> even the guy who wrote um that essay i mentioned earlier he gave it an eight out of ten instead of like a nine or a ten or something yeah like that. which i i think is just about right i just really favor it because i really like yeah it. that's the thing like this is very very up my alley in terms of movies but i do really wish like if if it would have stayed the entire time more contemplative it honestly would be like one of my favorite movies oh yeah like i would love for it to spend more time on like 
the sun being god imagery and like more time on the crew going kind of insane yeah and more time like become more of a almost not psychological thriller but focus on the psychological <laughs> side of things more psychological thriller <laughs> <laughs> a thriller that focuses on the psychological side of things wow <laughs> all right last question before we wrap things up micah if, unless you want to do another one after no no i'm i'm done question uh what do you what do you think of the haircuts in this movie okay okay <laughs> so mace pre-haircut is an l mace after haircut is a win <laughs> kappa kind of an l for killian murphy look look, look. look to inception for his hair <laughs> <laughs> um, wow and I have no problems with any other hair. <laughs> Bro, just want to say that the captain's haircut is like 10 of 10. Okay, that's true. He was he was looking mighty fine in this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yikes, bro. I'm, I'm so glad they made Mace got his hair. I was like, please, please don't make me look at Chris Evans with long hair this entire movie. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know, I, I almost I almost mentioned uh, what's her face's character, but really, there's not too much what, to talk Rose about. Rose um, Byrne. Yeah. Yes. Because there is there is some stuff to talk about there with her character being one of the last living and her character kind of yeah, being she's second the, build in the movie. The human humanity character. Humanity. <laughs> uh, but eh, there's not really it's not really that interesting of a talking point. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's she's a good. Uh, pair up with kappa yeah for it, the ending anyway. yeah i was about to say uh, but i don't know there's not too much that i have to say about it yeah so. i think i think the dream stuff is interesting with her i think that was mm-hmm. the best thing they could have done with her character because she did seem like to be the most quote-unquote sane character <laughs> of any of them <laughs> i know right <laughs> uh but anyway let's let's move on to our uh, closing, closing thoughts. thoughts whoa all right, Mike, if you had to sum up your thoughts on Sunshine 2007, what would you say? <laughs> if I had to sum up my thoughts on Sunshine 2007... Oh my gosh, you don't have to, you don't have to wrap all that. <laughs> um, man, what would I say? I would say this movie is extremely up my alley. I've always loved sci-fi, especially this kind of sci-fi. Um, it's beautiful on more ways than one. I think the dialogue is very nice. It looks very nice. The music is very nice. I think the story, to some <laughs> it's extent... It's a very nice movie. <laughs> I think the story, to some extent, could be qualified under my eyes as beautiful. Um, I would say so. And it's really just like a... Like, it's a movie for me. I, I, I don't get why people don't <laughs> like it. But it's very much like... I, I'm kind of in love with it cinematically. Because they do so much that I would never usually enjoy in a movie. <laughs> And they do it so well, and they. It is true. And then they do so much that I would love in movies, and they do it so well. Like just <laughs> so much of just the sunshine elements of this movie, I'm just in love with. I, I like it's literally no more could I want from a movie than a bunch of hugely <laughs> oversaturated shots with silhouettes. I don't know. That's that's my that's movies for me. That's, wow. that's pretty much my favorite shots in there will be blood too, like. I don't think there's a single oversaturated shot. Well, I guess near no, the end. No, when when uh, oh, well, I, I suppose when the oil thing is going off. The, yeah, the, the shots, Derek, yeah. the shots I can't find anywhere. <laughs> yeah, 
But yeah, no, I, I, I could see that. This is just a, this is kind of a movie for me. Uh, I definitely am aware that it does have a couple problems here and there, but none of them are big enough for me to take, like, like maybe to take it down to a four and a half, but none of it are to take away my enjoyment of the movie. Well, there you go. Um, I called this in my uh, letterbox review, I called it a visual masterpiece, which I keep assigning to random movies here and there. <laughs> but it's just movies that I think you could watch with the sound off and still get almost all of the impact from. I think the visual storytelling in this is that good. Yeah, there are, there are there's great visual storytelling Which is something, I, something we didn't really mention in the main review. Um, but I, I think the editing, the visual stylization at times even though it can be weird and kind of off-putting i think it works perfectly for what the movie's going for in establishing its atmosphere and the threat level of stuff it's it's great um i really adore like micah said just how it looks um a lot of the screenplay i really like i I don't know it's it's just a movie that i really love not quite my favorite sci-fi movie though yeah, I don't, I don't if you sure count the Matrix as sci-fi, <laughs> sci-fi, then that's my favorite. I'm not sure I'd qualify it as my favorite favorite sci-fi, but uh, it is definitely one of my favorite of that uh, the the Sad Boy Hours sci-fi movies. Sad Boy Space movies, yeah, those are good. <laughs> yeah, those are some good movies. This might be my favorite space movie, but not space, my favorite sci-fi movie. Space. 2001, I do like a lot. Though. I made a, I made a list. I like Stanley Kubrick's 2001. Like, ever Boo. heard of it? Boo. <laughs> I do like this more than Interstellar, though. (laughs) Space movies go burr. Sunshine, number one. Interstellar, number two. First Man, number three. Ad Astra, number four. And The Martian at number five. I would put The Martian above Ad Astra. (laughs) But maybe that's just me. It's not as... Ooh, space-y as those two are. Top three. That is, they are very good. Fine movie, very fine movies. Mighty fine, <laughs> mighty fine movies. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I guess that just about sums up how we feel about Sunshine. We really liked it. I, um, I definitely it recommend it if you're old enough to watch uh, R-rated movies. <laughs> Go for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Good, good stuff. It's on Hulu right now. If you check out the link in the description, you can find an updated uh, page for where you can watch it. Uh, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Good stuff. Do we want to? Do we want to get into the, the final bits? Yes, we do, Micah. The what we watched. <laughs> the what we will. watched, if you will. <laughs> All right. So for those of you who don't know, the what we watched segment is a, is a fun little ending segment. <laughs> it's uh, so fun and quirky. It's Micah. so quirky. <laughs> where we talk about what we watched, <laughs> just like all that we've logged on recently on uh, Letterbox. All that we've recently logged. All on that Letterboxd. we've recently logged on Letterbox from from since the last podcast. That's so clever. How as, did they ever think of that? As long as we don't go off for like six months or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway. So we're starting at the twenty third because I watched something after we recorded the podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, so the first thing I got is uh, Pretend That You Love Me uh, by Joel... I don't know how to say his last name, actually. Javier? Javier, maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. Could be. It's on YouTube. Uh, I mean, Joel, he's a YouTuber. He's <laughs> he makes YouTuber. short films. He's a YouTuber. <laughs> uh, but this was a feature-length <laughs> movie, and um, it's really, really good. I didn't know what to expect going into <laughs> it's it. It's really, really um, good. 
and it's extremely indie but it does this really cool thing that makes it to where the movie has to be what it is like like there could not be a high budget version of this movie um which is the perfect kind of film to produce on a budget (laughs) yeah and it's it's so well done and like really emotional and i mean I'm, i'm pretty sure he had actually just lost his dad and i'm not sure how much of this movie is movie and how much of it is just stuff he filmed yikes which is kind of crazy coming from the movie so yeah i i really really loved it and i give it five stars well there you go i can't wait to see it it's been in my watch list for a few years now it came out last year oh did it did it (laughs) yes oh i felt like like (laughs) my perception of time has completely slipped away since uh, 2020 hit i remember houston mentioning it like a while ago there's there's stuff in it from like for pandemic stuff and then i and then i put it in my watch list and i said a couple of years <laughs> it's been a couple years since 2020 guys i believe it though let's be real uh after that we watched sunshine sunshine uh, for the first time yeah let's talk about that <laughs> yeah let's talk about that uh then after that on the 24th i rewatched zodiac, zodiac. Uh, still very much love it I gave it five stars it again. We should do it on the podcast. We sometime. should. Then on the 25th, I watched Ratatouille. Ratatouille. I really loved it. Gave it five stars. <laughs> it's my favorite movie, so. Wow. Who would have thought that Mike, Mike is just handing out five stars yeah, like I'm they're just, going out I'm of just, style. I'm passing them out. <laughs> what did you watch, Ruby? Uh, I didn't watch, like, anything. I watched a bunch of, I logged a bunch of, like, Looney Tunes oh, no. stuff that we watched <laughs> while we were uh, out of town. But I guess the next thing I watched was on the 26th, we rewatched Sunshine. Yeah, um, for, the, for the first time. Well, I mean, we rewatched well, yeah, it for we the first time. we rewatched it for the first time. <laughs> um, and then uh, that same day, we watched well i guess it was really like later Steven that day soderberg yeah we watched a soderberg movie my third soderberg no fourth um soderberg movie contagion contagion whack, it's, whack movie it's contagion it's it's the prophecy Mike. i didn't yeah <laughs> the prophecy very, is very, true. We, very weird coming off of 2020 <laughs> i actually watched this for the first time during like lockdown i mean a lot lockdown. of people a lot of people watched it for the oh. first time during the lockdown whack movie to watch then it's crazy um. how much how many things they got like right as if they were i say as if they were trying to predict what would happen but just how many similarities yeah how to many similarities has, but also how absolutely goofy this movie is oh my gosh this thing is bonkers what the um i gave it three stars the first time i watched it because i had seen it before and i was like is it is it good is it not good i genuinely I don't, don't know if this is a and good then, movie and then i turned it on again and i still have no idea if it's a good movie like i know people who, like like most people i know is given this three to four stars yeah and i'm like i I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> genuinely don't know if this is a good movie or not. The filmmaking is pretty fun, and uh, it's got a lot of like subtlety to it. I like it, but like at the same time, I really kind of hate the screenplay. Um, so I don't know. I'm a little torn on it. I, it's my least favorite Soderbergh, easily. Yeah, that I've seen Ocean's so far. Twelve was a bit whack, but twelve we'll is weird. <laughs> but at least it was better than this. Yeah, I gave it three stars again. Yeah, I. I gave it um, one and a half initially, but I slowly like realized that a lot of its subtleties in its writing and it's good. It's a good. It's a fine movie. It's a fine yeah, movie. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's just not a good. Movie. I would not recommend it. But if you know, if you want to see a movie about a global pandemic, uh, go for go it. Go for it. I guess. Uh, also on the twenty sixth, I rewatched My Neighbor Totoro. Totoro. 
uh, I had been really in the mood to watch a Ghibli movie, and I had been really sad, and uh, I don't, watched this with my girlfriend. You don't appreciate Totoro enough, Micah. Uh, I do enough to enjoy it when I'm really sad wow. and watching it with my girlfriend. <laughs> You just need uh, to you need to up it to the four and a half or five. Like, no, I gave it four stars, and I will stand by my four star rating. Mm. I don't think Totoro is that perfect as everybody else seems to. It's so good. I think it's got some pacing problems. Some uh, pacing problems. And it's just not for me. I see. But uh, yeah, still very fun, still beautiful. Seem to be the only person who doesn't get with the program. Like <laughs> uh, four stars. Wow. Um, that night, while Mike was watching Totoro, I watched Greener Grass, baby. Rewatched it, I should say. I, I think this was my fourth viewing <laughs> of Greener Grass, which is weird, because, like, it feels like such, like, a classic to me, anyway, now, because, like, I can quote almost the entire movie. Um, it's my favorite comedy, uh, according to me, anyway. Uh... And I showed it. I got to show it to someone who had never seen it before. And I think this might be like my favorite film to like introduce people to <laughs> if they've never seen it before. <laughs> Robbie, that's a bad idea. No, it's so. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I I it's, it's really good. I highly recommend. It's Green not Grass. for everybody. No, it's definitely not for everyone. And um, make sure you check out what's in it before you just like flick it on because i told you to um it is i think it would be rated yeah it would be rated r yeah, it would be rated if it r. did get a rating i don't think it's rated um so definitely definitely check out the parent guide before you turn it on as with any movie i recommend um but i i it's my favorite comedy it's a really really layered um commentary on suburbia and the loss of it's identity really really no it is comedy. dude i swear it blows my mind every time anyway it's anyway, a great right comedy here. i gave it 10 out of 10 <laughs> there we go uh on the 27th we watched one of my favorite comedies of all time mm. one of my favorite disney movies pretty of all mid time. bro no shut up <laughs> no, uh the emperor's new groove no uh, no idea it's how a it, classic no bro. idea how it turned out being amazing by all accounts uh, it doesn't make much <laughs> but from the director from the the stuff that happened in the production how it was going to be a completely different movie oh yeah i mean they even had like a finished song for yzma like for how it was going to be a drama musical it's so whack bro and it's, oh. su it's such a funny comedy but it's hilarious like it's actually <laughs> hilarious i don't know so many of the gags work so well. I gave it too. four and a half stars. The, there's not much plot, just because there isn't much plot. I mean, the bits the bits of uh, Cusco's development throughout the movie are really yeah, satisfying Cusco's to watch. Cusco's got a really great character arc, and yeah. it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, so. and it's yeah, and it's hilarious too. So it's it, it's literally just a really fun movie. It's, if you need something to turn on, like just fun movie with friends, turn this on. It's hilarious. It's great. Uh, I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, next, uh, on the 28th, I watched Cruella for the first time. Cruella! <laughs> it was, it was Robbie, Robbie rewatched it. Um, yes, I had seen it in the theater beforehand. Um, and seeing it at home was a little different, obviously, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it was, it was weird. I wasn't a very big fan of Cruella. It's weird, um, yeah. I very much like Emma Stone, and I, and I like Emma Stone as Cruella. Uh, <laughs> but, but it doesn't really 
do anything that I want it to. I very much like Emma Stone. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't really do anything that I want it to at all. Uh, you like, just want. You just wanted it to be edgier, Micah. Not even edgier. Like, like honestly, it could have committed <laughs> to what it was doing better, and I would have liked it still. Yeah. I had it, a. I had a weird want for her to just like start murdering people, it, but that's just a weird like. It dips its toe in a, bo- a bunch of different like things, and it doesn't really commit to a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah, no, I can see what you're it's saying. It's kind a very, of a, it's kind of a wishy washy film. Yeah, it's kind of a hodgepodge. Doesn't commit to anything. Wants to be cool, but also wants you to see where she's problematic or something. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it, it's a weird movie. The, making making like Jasper and Horace like real characters <laughs> and being friends and having like the weird just like snap into complete character difference i swear she has like split personality disorder or like wildlife mike that was a complete change of personality and the way she spoke immediately um it's just a very weird movie it is it's really odd um it's a lot of fun though i I said i said in my review that i would die for a wink and emma stone (laughs) i gave it three stars i also gave it three stars then uh then on the 28th six out of ten maybe uh 28th yes i uh i watched millennium actress millennium actress uh my first satoshi khan movie um (laughs) micah they make a modern day remake called millennial actress no It was it was really really good. I don't I don't know what I was expecting. Like I guess I was expecting it to be really really good, but it was like really really good. I was ex- I I mean I haven't seen it yet. I was ex- I'm expecting it to be really really good. I didn't give it five stars just because the story isn't inherently my favorite thing, but the layers of the filmmaking and like the editing, the direction, the performances, the writing, everything is freaking fantastic in this movie. I can't wait to watch like all of his work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I he's a director that I remember. this this was <sighs> this was the movie I was actually least interested in out of his really? entire filmography, and well, it was still really great. What else has he done? Paprika, Tokyo Godfathers, uh, Perfect Blue, and if you're talking Paranoia Agent, even though that's an anime. Um, I would honestly say Tokyo Godfathers is the one I'm least excited to see, but I I don't know. It's just because the its general premise isn't as exciting to me. Yeah. Perfect Blue, I cannot wait to get around to, and Paprika, I obviously <laughs> yeah. Really Paprika see. is probably the one I'm most excited for. Yeah. Uh, if not Perfect Blue, but yeah, I give it four and a half. It, it was I very very it. edging towards five. Didn't you watch it with ads though? I did. Ooh, disappointing. But <laughs> there was very few ads. Oh, okay. Well, that's not so bad, I guess. <laughs> uh, then what else did we watch on the twenty eighth? We watched. We watched all 101 of the Dalmatians. They, we, we were counting them. We were like, one, two. I think that might be two more. There's three. They kept reusing background dogs. What's we, going on? We didn't know what was happening, but we think there was 101 of them. Uh, yeah, no. 101 Dalmatians, the 60s one, not the live action one at all or anything. Yeah, like inspired by our Cruella watch. Yeah. I wanted to watch the original because we hadn't watched it in like forever this movie's like okay i will say i i think it kind of falls off in the second two acts but the first act of this movie is fantastic (laughs) yeah i don't know i think it's so much fun i think i vibed with this movie a lot more than i ever did as a child i ended up giving it four stars which a lot of people i know have yeah um but it was very teetering towards three and a half still i i don't know i've always had a problem with this movie and it's 
the way it sets up its stakes and handles them in the third act, it just gets kind of boring because it never really raises them past yeah. a certain edge. And you're just like, okay, yeah, we get it. Cruella's going to catch them. The end. Okay, <laughs> let, let's get this moving here. Pong. 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 <laughs> yeah, the first, the first like 20 minutes of this movie, I'm in love with. The, the, everything after that, I'm like, yeah, it's charming. It looks great, obviously. Um, the way they somehow person like give personalities to all of the puppies is crazy. To right, me. even even like like just starting with the fifty. Obviously, they don't give personalities well, to all one hundred and one. But the the, but the, the first twelve, the first I thought it was twelve. No, there's fifteen. There's fifteen. Oh my gosh, I was just talking about how like, they're all distinct, and I, I thought there was only twelve. That's like fifteen, and then one almost dies, and they're like fourteen. Oh and then yeah, they yeah. revive it, and they're like fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I, know, they're like fifteen puppies. They say fifteen. So many times. Okay, in the I'm movie. sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm a fan of a lot of things that uh, are like have to do with this movie, and a lot of the comedic bits work really well. It's got a really fun like cast. I don't know. It's it's, it's got, good stuff. It's got that old animation aesthetic that I wish would come back in animation. The animation in this looks so nice, bro. This imagine if Cruella the live action. Uh, one was lit like this. There's like so many, there's like glaring colored lights everywhere in this movie. Uh, then on the 29th, uh, I gave it a three and a half. Oh, I gave it a four. Yeah. Uh, we watched Sunshine again. Yeah. As to prepare for today. <laughs> watched it three and then, times. And then later that night, uh, we watched Vivo. 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 No, that's Vivo. Vivo by um, <laughs> the Netflix original uh, Lin Manuel Monkey Music. Um, I'll just say my thoughts on it real quick. I kind of hated almost everything about it, but the music and animation. Hold up now. (laughs) Ruby, it kind of sucks. Its comedic timing is terrible. The plot's kind of stupid. It sucks. I don't think the plot's stupid. Why, Ruby? I, cause I don't. What, what do you the gr- want from the, me? the girl is annoying. She is annoying. Yes, that she's my least favorite part of this movie. The plot is so weird, Ruby. Like the, <laughs> is it the, weird? the plot of getting the song to her is not bad. I was bad, about to say that's not a. But everything that weird. happens in between the lines. <laughs> Wow. I hated, I hated the, uh, like, almost every joke in this movie I hated, but I really wow. hated the, uh... I thought some of them were kind the, of fun. The fake Girl Scout jokes were terrible. The fake Girl Scout jokes, I like in theory, but they don't really mesh that well. Maybe this movie has zero comedic timing. It's true, but its emotional core is actually pretty good, Mike. <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't get any, I didn't get any emotion from wow. it. Wow. The music was fine. It's very Lin Manuel Miranda music. Oh my gosh, it's it's painfully it's Lin Manuel Miranda. It's just Lin Manuel Miranda music. <laughs> um, but you know, it's fine. It's not his best musical, but it's not his worst musical. What we what? It's not his worst, really. I don't know. It's not his worst. It has. I say that in a way that I would say. <laughs> I think I think I would qualify Moana's songs as I like less than these. What? No way. Okay, you, you're like this movie's garbage, and then you're like, oh, but well, at least it's no. better than Moana. <laughs> no, it's not better than Moana in any way. I just enjoy some of the songs more. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what the heck? No, Moana is significantly better than this. Yeah. No. I I don't know. Apparently, I liked it a bit more than. You did. I gave it two and a half. I it gave it. Sucked. I gave it a three. We only had a half star difference, but apparently I had a much more positive view of it. I thought it was great. I don't know how? Not great. Like what was, what was good about it? Um, 
the animation and music, obviously. Yeah, what else? But I, I really do like the emotional parallels that it draws on. Like, that's the that's the core of the movie, Micah. But, Ravi, it's all Mr. about lost, Mr. Mr. Miranda Monkey Man and <laughs> Tiny Girl had no emotion for me. Zero. <laughs> Mr. Miranda Monkey Man and his little fedora? <laughs> Zero emotion from Why that does he character ha- how does ever. the fedora stay on his head? Although, I guess it doesn't really stay on his head that well throughout the movie. <laughs> What what was up with this little fedora? I thought it was so cute. <laughs> Revy. I just wish they had gotten someone other than Lin Manuel Miranda to voice the monkey. I mean, like Shafrilis always says, the worst part <laughs> in every Lin Manuel Miranda project is always Lin Manuel Miranda. Besides, like his writing. Yeah, I was about to say. I I don't know. I liked it. You can't make me not like it. <laughs> it's trash. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, Vivo. I. I guess check it out if you really want to. It's a good, it's, okay. it's a fine here's, kids movie. Here, here's something. Uh, my what girlfriend's <laughs> sister, who is like, I think she's eight now, but. Whoa, getting maybe, up there. Maybe seven. I don't, I don't Ancient. remember. Uh, she turned on this movie and she wanted to turn it off because it's so boring. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't bored. The, 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 the audience that this was made for, the kids, the found it boring, Revy. One singular child sucks. found it boring. And Mike is like, the children are, are crying tears of boredom. <laughs> they're, they're laying their iPads down in the streets <laughs> and stomping on them. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what we watch. Just to feel something. <laughs> that's what we want wow okay well yeah um now that we're over an hour see you guys next week yeah we'll see um, you next week who knows what we'll yeah do. we don't know what we'll, we don't know what we're doing who knows what could happen anything, anything could happen anything we, we stranger could, things could we happen could just not we could end the podcast we this could, could be the final this could be episode. the last episode you never know <laughs> wow <laughs> all right bye guys bye